Why are police photographing our license plate? What are we doing for veterans returning home damaged physically and mentally, suffering from depression, homelessness, and suicide? Why did the Supreme Court deposit corporate money into our electoral process? Should we redefine middle class as working poor? Or is it just another Wall Street merger? What's really behind new voter picture ID laws in certain states? Why aren't NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox asking these questions? Welcome to the Reasonable Voice radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. The mission of the Reasonable Voice is to connect the dots between politics and finance, the need for better and more affordable education, our humanity, world peace, and, of course, the arts, which we then gladly provide our listeners, the voting public, as informative food for thought to provoke their self-determination and appetite for equal economic opportunity and justice for all without truth decay. The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Good afternoon. This is the Reasonable Voices News Talk radio program, and I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. Very happy today because we're having an exciting returning guest, a real innovator. I mean, she's just amazing. And we've talked with her before. This is uh, Simriti Keshari. Is that close, Simriti? Yeah, that's great. It's great to be back. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you back. We're going to talk about her headlines are front lines. I'm going to say that again so you get the significance of that title. Headlines are front lines. Created by artist and filmmaker, our reasonable voice today, Simriti Keshari. We last spoke with Simriti in 2017, I think, when she joined us to talk about her multimedia creation, The Bomb, even before it was on Netflix, by the way. Today we're going to find out more about what Simriti did starting the day after the 2016 election. She began collecting one headline per day from the New York Times that related to Trump's presidency. At first, the headlines were like bullet points that helped her recall what happened the day before. This routine became a ritual and soon a multimedia art. Not at all surprised, considering her past history of making films and doing multimedia projects. Then, however, it went from a multimedia art to a two-hour film and music art installation comprising 1,460 headlines titled Disintegration. So, we naturally ask Semriti to join us again today to find out more about her later multimedia triumph, Headlines Are Frontlines, as it brings... 1,000, I have to say this again, it's amazing, as it brings 1,460 days of Trump news to the streets of 15 cities on Monday, October 26th and Wednesday, October 28th. Finally, welcome back to The Reasonable Voices, Simriti. How are you? I'm great. It's it's great to be here. 
How are you doing? I'm doing all right. It's great to hear your voice again, you know, and I, I know you've been busy, and I just wanted to do this catch-up because this is this is quite something. I mean, multimedia production is your thing, clearly, but let's get right into it. I'm talking too much. I want to hear from you. Your headlines are Frontlines is a new multimedia installation. Can you tell us what that means exactly and where can people expect to see this multimedia installation? I love that phrase. <laughs> sure. So, you know, disintegration and headlines are front lines are basically it's a it's a project that started out of a daily ritual of mine. Ever since, as you mentioned, you know, ever since the 2016 election, I started collecting a headline every single day from The New York Times on Donald Trump's presidency. Mm-hmm. And this daily exercise, it sort of not only gave me a routine in this unchartered uh, post-election mental chaos that we were, I think, all of us in, mm-hmm. in 2016, but it also provided me with some material to begin to discern patterns, you know, to really begin to dissect the two questions I had the night of the election. How did we get here? Mm. And where do we go from here? And now, you know, some 1,460 days later, this is where we are. And, you know, we're at this critical moment in time again, and, and so much has happened over the last four years. We've come to this point where there is a very clear symbiotic relationship between Donald Trump between the media and between us. And it's really this kind of paradox that Mm. we're in. Mm -hmm. There has been relentless coverage of him, a complete overdose. And I think a lot of us feel that there's this toxic saturation, you know, and it doesn't matter where your political leaning is. It's just, there's so much out there Mm -hmm. that we've been incapable of making sense of, of the reality. And I think of it as that, you know, there's that, that great piece, War of the Worlds, and I think of it now as almost a war of the words, mm. and where the headlines themselves have become the new front lines. Instead of fighting our wars with swords and bombs and guns, we have the attention, we're fighting for the attention of the front page. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, yes. I completely agree and i i've often said you know i I tell people at least take off a day from all the news all the headlines all you know all of media just a day a week for heaven's sake because you're right we are so saturated that what i believe the president has accomplished is to make his reality ours because it's what we're hearing predominantly so how do you how does headlines are front lines and again, I have to say it, this multimedia installation, I just love that. I mean, it's accurate, and I know I know what you mean, but explain that to us. How do we physically, how are we going to physically see that? Yeah. So, you know, 2020, and this has been said many times before, is a great example of how necessity is the mother of invention. Yes. And originally, it was meant to be inside of stages and then theaters set to live scores. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. disintegration is a mirror. It's a complete reflection of what we've gone through the last four years, sped up, condensed into two hours. And we, it was meant to be in stages and theaters. And because of our new world that we're in, a new COVID world, uh, we had the opportunity to put the film on trucks and on billboards and get it out um, in the streets of America, in you know major cities and battleground counties. So it's going to be on trucks going around the country. 
and that's how people can you know can can see it now do you mean on the sides of trucks as they drive by or that's right yeah so we have massive screens that are equipped with tvs essentially Mm -hmm. led screens massive screens that are um, on the side of trucks and all three sides the two sides and the back you know, and of course, I knew the answer to that question in my prep for this show. But even hearing you say it, I'm going, wow. Because, you know, I'm personally dealing with a, a production that I'm I'm writing and a new musical and, and the composer and lyricist is, you know, we're all working together. And we went through the same kind of thing, this idea, OK, this is going to be in a theater. Now that it cannot be, where do we go from here? But we didn't come close to putting it on a moving trucks, not in the, in the least. My hat off to you. It's so amazing. It's groundbreaking, and it's a multimedia production and, and project, this disintegration. Tell us about yeah. that. As I understand it, uh, Headlines or Frontlines is a part of the larger project, disintegration. So tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Headlines or Frontlines is sort of the, the, the name for our truck tour. But it's also, I mean, in a way, it's like a great dis- description of like almost an effect of what has happened and disintegration is in many ways i think when we look back what has sort of transpired you know it's it's almost like you when you go to a party and there's such a mental stimulation overload overload Mm -hmm. of everything Mm -hmm. and now when you when you look back disintegration is just looking at it's, it's condensing the last four years into these two hours you know, it's the biggest headlines from one of the biggest sources of news in the United States, and it's a complete reflection. Yes. Um, and when you think about, you know, I think a lot about, it's like right now in this current day and age, America is currently the third most oppressed country in the world. Yeah. And we are in a state of paralysis. We're sort of completely hooked. We're, we're caught in this loop. We're caught in a trance with each moment's passing headline. And we're waiting. I think everyone's like holding their breath until next week. And I live part of my time in Europe. And, you know, I was speaking to a friend there who, who in Spain, and he talked about the time under like we're living under Franco's ruling. And he's like, you know, which was 40 years. It's like, he's like, there's a moment where you just have to get on, get on with it and to learn to live with it. And so I really hope that despite the outcome, you know, next week, people Mm -hmm. have the courage to be able to keep forward, to keep moving forward and write their own narrative and, and break away from being pawns in a way also, or giving power over to the addiction of headlines, to the addiction of the current president, because it's, it's a completely new world, you know. Never before have we. This is the first president in history who's communicated directly with the public. Yeah. And now his his Twitter itself has become the news in itself. And so we live in this time where we're. It's all about the attention economy. You know, human attention is a scarce commodity. Mm-hmm. And the media and and the president they're jockeying for our attention. And their efforts to do so has resulted in this hyper-centralized, complete assault of news stories, this addiction to news stories. It's all delivered at this incalculable speed, you know, essentially in real time. So it's made us all into addicts. And if you think about, you know, 
an addiction to heroin, there's at least the time spent that one needs to get it, right? Or an addiction to anything that is a vice. Yes. But now these are on our phones in real time, refreshing again and again and again. And I think it's our responsibility to really begin to think about what is my role? Do I need to, do I need to, you know, be up to date? Is this really information? Or is this just, am I just being kept in the system because I'm just a commodity? You know, that is an amazing question and challenge. It's a gauntlet because there it is. What are we going to do about it? Because we have to do something. We're being drowned in it. Uh, And you cannot, no matter who you are, everybody listening, you cannot be inundated by anything constantly and not have it change the way you think and feel and go about your daily life. What do you think? You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I, absolutely. I mean, I, I think I think in a way it's not in any way a commentary at all on like political leanings because that like people are going to feel differently. And that's I mean, I think that's healthy and mm-hmm, they should, mm-hmm. you know, the way that an individual filters these headlines will yes. be through their own political leanings. And I've seen this yesterday, you know, for some people it was a celebration. Um, while others find it like a requiem. So yeah. it's not even about that. It's just the the chokehold that it has had in in our current reality. Yeah. That's what's important to investigate. And you know also, just uh, we, we need to go soon, but uh, to take a break, that is, uh, but we should make people aware, because this is such a new concept, the way it is being presented as this artistic installation how it's it's not it's it's not just seeing the headlines even though they are the front lines that we're now upon but it's uh, it's also there's you collaborated with a music producer yes uh, from la la land yeah yeah tell us about that yeah so marius is i think one of the greatest you know um living producers of our time and he has a He's the person I always call first with any with any project or any idea. And in the beginning, when we were originally thinking about disintegration, it was set to be in stages of theaters across the country and, and abroad, set to various different live scores. Because I think it has a very kind of meditative quality. It looks at the meditation of the impact of the newsroom on America's nervous system. Mm-hmm. And, and I think with inviting different musicians you know music in a way can evoke such different feelings yes, about this yes. um, and it works at such a deeper level and then we were we were incredibly you know honored to be able to have Matthew Herbert be part of the first one Matthew is I think one of the one of the most talented musicians of our time and he just has such a conceptual way of approaching music and he really knows he for the last 25 years he spent the entire time like thinking about the sound world mm. and how you know how you can tell the story through sound and through music so I think uh, in the simplicity of the concept of taking a single headline and the date, he's done the same. He's taken the Star Spangled Banner and stretched it out during the duration of, of two hours. Wow. You mean mm-hmm. musically? Musically, correct. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, one one more quick question before we take a break. Maybe not a quick answer, but that's okay. We can pick up on the other side. I'm just wondering, given the number of the, the cities, 15 U.S. cities, including seven battleground counties. So this is, it seems to me, very shrewd targeting. Can you speak to that? Yeah. So that's a that's a great question, and that's something that we discussed within the team a lot about um, of where we wanted to be. I think the it was important to have diversity in where the trucks were because we didn't want to be just in, you know, the major U.S. cities that one is aware of. But those are valuable because there's a lot of foot traffic in concentrated amounts. We wanted to be able to go to places that were more left, places that were more right. We wanted to go where uh, a lot of, like, these political forces go as well Mm -hmm. because it's here where people are participating in different political narratives and to be able to kind of shine a lens and to look this is the power this is the silent power or this is the power that has the silent force over you Mm. and disintegration is really as i say it's like a, a mirror and a reflection of that you know it's this is it's unveiling like this is what's been going on in the last four years this is how you've been engaged in it where do you want to go from here as we look at the four years to come yes that is a perfect way to end this first segment with artist and filmmaker Semriti Keshari we will be right back after this break stay with us there's a lot more to talk about this is an amazing project uh, that is throwing down a different kind of uh, gauntlet it's about where do we go from here stay with us we'll be right back and now from WatchFireMusic.com, vocal artist Jenny Burton, singing Who Will Heal the World. Yeah. 
Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices News Talk Radio program. My guest today, artist and filmmaker, and our Reasonable Voice today, Semriti Keshari. As we mentioned earlier, I talked with her at last in 2017 when she was doing The Bomb, and now we've been talking about Headlines Are Frontlines, which is a part of her multimedia art film, Disintegration. So let's pick up where we left off. We were talking about the music and how that and the musicians who are working with you, collaborating with you, will make that even more of an impressive production. And we mentioned that you're targeting and why you're targeting the battleground counties in 15 different U.S. cities. So knowing that you are multimedia preference, tell us more about the different components, the artists that are coming together and make it. Yes. Yeah, so Disintegration is a is a film. It's actually two hours long. It takes audiences through a headline, and it's just text, a headline from every single day of Donald Trump's presidency. So it's four years of headlines from the New York Times featuring Donald Trump, and it's all condensed in two hours. So if you think about it and you do the math, each year is 30 minutes long. Mm. From the beginning, you know, we had imagined this as a performance for stage and theaters set to a lot of, to to a live audience. Mm -hmm. But of course, the unprecedented nature of 2020 has had such a seismic effect on the arts and performances and how things get seen. And and I think it's made a lot of people quite resilient and having to reimagine all aspects of like their craft. So I always think of, you know, 2020 as a reminder of how necessity is the mother of invention. Yes. So instead of opening to, you know, thousands of people in an enclosed environment, we have a more decentralized way <laughs> of, of showing it. And we're taking the film to the streets. The film in itself now is created in collaboration with the incredible music director, Marius Debris. You know, Marius is one of the first people that I always call with a lot of my project. And he just knows music like no one I've ever met before. And we talked, I mean, we've talked from the beginning, like how do we capture the mood and the flavor of these turbulent years without having commentary or without having bias? And how do we open that up to a lot of different artists and collaborators? So it was an honor for us when we were able to team up with Matthew Herbert, who is just such a giant musical mind Mm. and has such conceptual intelligence you know he's been exploring the sound world for the last 25 years and he really thinks about you know how do you tell the story of anything through all aspects of sound and music Mm. and so for disintegration he had this you know there's a simple structure to the film and he really wanted to look at in the same way how to create a similar framework that focuses on the immediate political effect of the sound and less on the cause. So the score is based off of a one-minute-long performance of the Star Spangled Banner stretched over the course of two hours. And it's really kind of powerful how it works. Sometimes it's quite familiar. Sometimes it feels, you know, seductive, horrifying, Mm. unstable, Mm -hmm. and enticing. So it's been an incredible process working with Marius and, and Matthew in bringing it all together. So the Star Spangled Banner is kind of a, is it a light motif or is it a, is it a theme? Does it stream through the, the entire movie and you, you're not quite aware of it sometimes and other times it's more on the surface? How, how does that work? Yeah, 
So the the music is there um, all on, for the entirety for the duration of the mm. of the film. It's a one minute long performance that has been stretched out over two years. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So imagine kind of the distortion and the shapes and the different direction that it kind of goes at moments. Yes. It's really like eerie and familiar, feels quite expansive, and it's not meant to be authorial in a way. Like it's not telling you feel this, uh-huh, you know, like uh-huh. and now feel sadness with piano. Yes. It really is. It's incredible how strongly it works, yeah. and I think Matthew is just so prolific in how he approaches yeah. the sound of, of, of anything and especially the last the sound of the last four years under this presidency, under this media landscape. I think it's brilliant what he has done. Exactly. You know, I think also something that's brilliant, the choice of condensing these four years worth of New York Times headlines on the presidency of Donald Trump, that in itself was a great choice. But the the idea to do them chronologically over a two-hour period certainly brings with it not just a message, but it's so much more impactful because it's condensed. Is that, uh, does that make sense? Is that, that a conscious choice or what? Definitely. I think when you see the headlines, you know, in succession, like one after another after another, I mean, because for the most part, we experience them one, we get caught in the trance, we talk about it, it, it overtakes all aspects of our lives and our conversation, and then we move on, and then the next day's headline, and then the next day's headline. But when you see it in, in succession, one after another, mm-hmm. after another, after another, you really see the impact, the haunting, the addictive impact that the newsroom has had in like America's nervous system. And so in a way, it's kind of this like investigation into America's soul right now. Mm. You know, if if I ask you, tell me what most of your conversations are being, you know, are about, what theme is it about? It's probably about our president. It's yes. probably about news media. And so it, it this barrage of information has this like grasp on our psyche, really impacting our ability to be able to cope with the political landscape. And then it's the only thing in our brain now. And you know, I think I remember a quote from you, censorship through noise. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're describing in this last answer you just gave me? Yeah, yeah. it's it, the idea of censorship through noise is, you know, and there's an incredible author who has written a, a, a book about this as well. But in the past, when you looked at, and my previous film was on nuclear weapons, so you, you looked at how nuclear weapons came to be in a time period where there was information scarcity, right? Information was being controlled by government and just a handful of sources. Mm-hmm. But we've gone from this era of information scarcity to an era of an overabundance of yeah. information. And there is just so much of it coming at us for so fast that this new censorship has been almost through noise, through constant oversaturation of it. Mm. That you can sort of hold on because then it's like the next one and the next one. And so in a way, it's like the effects of just a waterfall of this news and information. Since this is all happening, your production on the road and on the three sides of moving trucks happening on October 26 and 28. Is it your filmatic October surprise? 
Uh, what do you mean? Phonetic October surprise? What's that? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, politically, we're always talking about an October surprise. That something ah. comes just before the election that someone, either side or both sides, inject this into the campaign just a week or two before the election. It's kind of a, a norm now, sad to say, at least since the middle of the 20th century, this October surprise. Frankly, I think the second surge in COVID-19 is the October surprise that, that we should have been prepared for, but obviously not everyone was, and it's, it's uh, affecting the early votes. I don't know. I don't want to get too political but because I know you have a broader reach uh, than that, but if I use that term, October surprise, how does that impact on what you are thinking about what you're doing? Yeah. Well... We're in this like really interesting moment in time where we're just a few days out. Mm-hmm. And I think we're in a state of limbo and a complete like a bit of a state of paralysis. Mm. We're all like heightened. And it, it's hard for us as individuals. I think it's really dangerous to let the result really impact uh, or or have an effect on how we move through our life mm-hmm. because that's something as individuals we should have no matter who the president is or who isn't right yes and that's something that when you think about again and again and again in history there have been all different types of rulers that have overtaken and but it's always like the people need to be able to have a sense of agency over themselves yes and disintegration is a reminder of that it's look what we've gone through and you know where do you want to go from here do you want to be in this disparaged this barrage of information or are you going to be able to take a step back and let it rule you a little less and that doesn't mean not be engaged you know mm-hmm. p- politically or with information or what's going on but do we need to know every single, you know, inner workings of the issues with Stormy Daniels, right? Yes. And do did did and and that might be yes. I'm not saying you know, but also like how soon do you forget? And what's important to you? You know, is the Iran deal important to you? Is like the Muslim ban important to you? Is the it like is like NAFTA important to you? Is the what is actually important to you? And how do you stay consistently there? And I think it's just important that we don't feel like we're drowning mm. and we don't feel like it's warfare. And the most important thing is that it can begin to feel a little bit more like navigation, you know, because when you're actually navigating as a as the person who has agency, what you're doing is you're understanding the winds and the tides and the current and the seasons and the principles of like growth and decay so you're you may be able to use it for Mm -hmm. change and not use it to fight we've all just been fighting you know and too often fighting what we're against as opposed to fighting for what we're for right you know i mean that's important but that's a very astute answer you've just given birth life and death are a cycle that everything goes through on this planet and how we navigate that is uh, of utmost importance. You really are incredibly astute. 
guest to have. I just, uh, I mean, I love your work, as they say. <laughs> That's true. But I also love your reasoning behind it. And, and when we have these conversations, all too briefly, I must say, but when we do, <laughs> I'm always so impressed with that. I want to get back to sound just a moment because I'm music graduate and love music and the impact. I, I started my career in opera. The impact of music we know we spoke of the executive music producer and the composer and so forth, but some people hear music in film and television and don't realize there's a real design behind it that has its own message. And I know you talked about that as well, but is there anything else you want to say about the sound design itself as a craft yeah. and art? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I think so. Um, Matthew Herbert has a really, there's a, in his own words, there's a, a term that he's kind of coined that's called music entendu, and it's entendu, um, music that's aware of everyone, mm. everything, and every story embedded in the process of its creation, mm. along with all of the circumstances of its production and distribution and broadcast. And, you know, he had an incredible album called Pig, and it was the entire sound, or one pig, and it's the entire process of a life and the journey of a pig hmm. you know is in the same with with the with the sounds of a of a of a bomb itself he's in the same with matthew herbert and the big brexit band and so it's really i think what's so we've been taught to really use language and i think one thing that we're doing with this and that he does so prolifically is how can your idea of what's sound is and what sound does how can you move through a sound world as well yeah and so yeah i mean music can sometimes a score can either help paint um let's say either like a portrait or a landscape mm -hmm. of a film that's how we're traditionally used to it yes but then how can it actually how can you actually hear what's going on yes you know yes so yeah, so then by using the Star Spangled Banner, by using that complete, it's stretched out, you know, that's what, that's what the last four years also sound like. And mm -hmm. there is something like when you're, when we first started looking at it, it just, it worked for mm -hmm. that, for that reason. Mm -hmm. um, it, there was a simplicity to it in the way that the simplicity of a headline and the date for, you know, for four years yes, works. Yes, yes. There's a mystery and an anticipation that's going on at the same time, you know, because once you know the rhythm, you're like, oh, okay. But, but then there's still this mystery because you're like, you're trying to know, like, where, where will this go? Yes. And it's all unfolding and unraveling um, because we have no idea. And that was something we would talk about. Like, mm. we talk about the end. We had no idea how it was going to end because this narrative is unraveling before us. Yes right before our eyes but at least you're making a contribution you're giving you're giving a sense of direction or choice how about that choice one person yeah. we haven't spoken about i don't think today is stanley donwood tell us yeah. uh, how his contribution sure stanley is he's just in, incredible in the way that he really captures the heart of any piece he's one of the most talented artists and writers in his you know in his own work mm -hmm. um, and I it's just such a honor and thrill to be able to collaborate with him the work we did 
on the bomb was really powerful. And the work that we've done here, which is being able to take the the film and come up with the poster artwork of like what's at the heart of what's going on, yes. you know, and having that artwork of the of the all the fifty states and Puerto Rico kind of coming apart at the seams. That's one of the I think it's the truth of how we're pitted or we're beginning to think of ourselves as as states and not a united country mm. um so stanley and kingdom of blood have created the beautiful poster the beautiful teasers that you see mm-hmm. and your producers hazel uh, gibson and margaret uh, how do you pronounce margaret's last name airy yeah. yes oh my god they have they've had their hands on all aspects of disintegration for the past like four years mm. and everything from i mean so many different rough cut screenings so many different even going through headlines and our process of like what is this narrative telling and what is this narrative telling and are we being you know are we being fair are we like what is the controlling of the narrative that i'm doing by selecting those Mm -hmm. conversations i mean it's been so powerful of having hazel and margaret through the years and how it's evolved i mean we've constantly had to pivot and more so this year yes that i always joke i mean hazel's just every day she's like I just read the times today and there's just so much gold and I joke with her I was like I think I need to pass the baton on to you (laughs) yes yes yeah she's been it's been amazing and I mean coordinating all the efforts is quite a big task so it's been amazing well, we are recording, of course, on Tuesday, October 27th. So October 26th, cities have already been visited uh, by this great work. Uh, uh, Atlanta, Madison, yeah. Phoenix, uh, Scottsdale, Detroit, Scanton, Milwaukee. But where are you going to be and are you traveling with the show as well? Uh, I am. I'm going to be in Scranton, Pennsylvania tomorrow. I was in New York yesterday. It's coming to Atlanta, Madison, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Detroit, Flint, and Scranton. Yeah, I'll be I'll be in Scranton. Yeah. Bright, I'm glad you I'm glad you're going to Flint too, especially. But of course, always love you in New York. But I guess we're going to have to go. You can tell I'm <laughs> I'm in no rush to leave. But this is so fascinating. But we do need to tell people all we can because tomorrow will be Wednesday, the twenty eighth. And this is still ongoing. So the website, www.headlinesrefrontlines.art, A-R-T. And how about Instagram and Twitter and so forth? Uh, Yeah, so the website is headlinesrefrontlines.art. The Instagram handle is headlinesrefrontlines. And then on Twitter, it's D-I-S-Dis-Headlines. Okay. And uh, hashtag headlinesrefrontlines. Front lines. Front lines. Yeah. yeah. All right. I guess we need to run. It's been an absolute pleasure. So informative. So artistic, innovative. I mean, you know, I don't just throw out this for hyperbole. I mean, every word I'm saying, and you certainly have earned it. We have been graced with the presence of artist and filmmaker Semriti Keshari, right? Correct. Yeah, right. Thank you. Thank That's you so perfect. much. Thank you for being on the show. And all the right. best. And, you know, stay in touch, okay? Come back to us. All right. Definitely. All the best. All right. Bye now. Bye. And now, This Land is Your Land, from the film Up in the Air, available on Spotify and Apple Music, performed by Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings.
Hello, I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, thanking you for joining us and becoming one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Post-Trump's COVID-19's deaths, what's next for we, the left behind? To understand America's 2020 Trump infestation, we'll need to gulp down more than a few mugs of The Truth Hurts to help the long, overdue medicine of humble pie go down before we, the people, become just another one of Trump's many bankruptcies. With 8.65 million COVID-19 cases obliterating our short-term memory of more mass shootings than there were days in 2019 without much presidential empathy expressed, with more than 54 million Americans voting before Election Day, in the midst of a reinvigorated coronavirus surge, while a sitting VP cavalierly ignores his potential for spreading a pandemic as tranquilizingly as his religious hypocrisy, was the fly the mollified undecided? The silver lining of all love-it-or-leave-it Americans, committed to a raison d'etre that can fit on a red baseball cap, can beat their anti-pride chests while simmering pandemic-threatened blood transfusions to keep alive historic government-subsidizing traditions. A. Human slavery, the immoral economic infrastructure south of the Mason-Dixie line, now reinforcing food insecurity through minimum wage. 2. Factory farms, while responsible for nearly 91% of the destruction of the Amazon, and, unlike family farms, producing animal products that are hazardous to our health. 3. Caged refugees. In the past year, our ice-cold government leaders have illegally held in custody enough migrant infants, toddlers, kids, and teens to overflow the typical NFL stadium, 69,550, and now cannot reconnect 545 of them with their families. 4. The slick-polluting champions of black gold guzzle down 4 billion American tax dollars every single year, while in all probability investing our tax dollars in renewables, so they can corner that market as well once we start electing leaders who actually care about our children's future. Here's the hurry-up-and-catch-up-while-the-muted-obnoxious-political-commercial-is-on-TV version. First, we need to cloak our cluelessness to why conservative Republicans worshipping at the altar of the 1% send other people's children to war as much as possible, even as Trump tax cuts are another gift-wrapped ATM machine for corporatism. In a sort of waiting-for-Superman cape, to set us free at last on the wings of nothing but the truth of the half has never been told, slavery and the making of American capitalism. Because what we don't know about and why our American history could easily transform America's main street into a Wall Street-induced food desert and climate-imposed homelessness. It is not the first time America has been sharply divided over issues, nor terrified that our uncivil emotions could again drown the nation in brother-against-brother rivers of blood. For example, 1776 American progressives versus the British crown and Americans loyal to it. 2. April 1861 to April 1865, civil war to preserve the Union or a peculiar institution. 
or our 1876 centennial election, while sparing us another civil war, essentially nullified Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, leaving former slaves vulnerable to former slave owners. It is, however, the first time our division has been systematically directed with the divisiveness of foreign comrades, derision of Senate puppets, and manic delusions of a sitting president of the United States of America. Life is about making choices, of which freedom of choice and free will to reign over anyone who doesn't look, think, or vote as you are two roads most traveled by. Yet we have other choices to make, and do so with every malice aforethought, kind gesture, and life-determining action of every day. Therefore, if we choose to be something beyond cloning a trumped America, seemingly determined to lead we, the other two-thirds, into an entanglement of the arrogance of ignorance, sharing in a virus dissipating throughout maskless masses, intent upon culling by COVID, we might just give millennials a hair's breadth of clean air chance to transform the life and earth, respectively, baby boomers and Generation X's Cold War Wars bequeathed them. Two, by example of social distancing, spare Generation Y, one and two, dealing Gen Z the dream hand of natural causes instead of nature's climate change revenge. Then millennials can cross the barroom, knowing they snatched the victory of research time from the jaws of food shortages and homelessness. But when your best response to a global pandemic is attacking America's free press, ramming through Supreme Court nominees, assuming the politicizing of the highest judicial check on your imbalance, then apathetically walking away from Americans scarred by loss of livelihood, peace of mind, and human life. You are indeed the nightmare hauntingly gnawing away at the very soul of our American dream, choosing to ignore the prediction of almost a quarter of a million deaths before 20 January 2021. The question is, can a house divided against itself survive four more years of a criminal-in-chief? Thank you, and join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Thank you for continuing to listen to, support, and share the Reasonable Voice blog talk radio with family and friends, especially online. We enjoy hearing from you, and in response, yes, we are now accepting new company and business advertisers and welcoming organizations seeking to be one of our sponsors. So please do continue to email us at thereasonablevoice at gmail.com. However, if you prefer to simply make a donation, your donations are greatly appreciated and can be made through PayPal by clicking on the donate button found at the top of the homepage of the Reasonable Voice. Website. Thank you for joining us today to make every day as reasonable as possible. We hope you will download and share our downloadable podcasts. I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, hoping you will become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.